Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and today we're going to be talking with Uka Alegma. Alegba, I'm going to get it right. What a wonderful name. With the Emoja books and products, but he's going to be sharing with us the uh, the Encobra, sharing with us and explaining to us what Encobra, the organization, the Encobra organization is. Now, you know the format. You know what we do. We talk about everything from politics to current news and events. And of course, my favorite small business. We're going to dive right in because we have a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. And we're going to go ahead and welcome Brother Uka Alegba. How are you, sir? Oh, good evening. How are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm well, thanks. You know, we have quite a bit to do today, quite a bit. And I want to go ahead and get started. Now, um, here, we we want to hear, I want to, as promised, what we had talked about last week, I want to hear, uh, not last week, but the last time that you were on, last month. Uh, we were, we were going to definitely set aside some more time to talk ab about Encobra. And Encobra, and I'm just going to kind of get us started here, uh, what it stands for, that's the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America. Did I get it right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely want to want to talk about that and just share with us uh, about Encobra. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I want to say thank you for for allowing me to uh, to do this uh, presentation again. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed it the last time, and and in particular the the fact that the matter that you uh, we are actually uh, discussing this. It, discussion more in depth with uh dealing with reparations so uh thank you for that most definitely i appreciate you coming back on and you know just as i had shared last time i'm hoping uh, well it's going to happen uh there's no real hope i just kind of use that terminology but uh we are definitely going to uh do this on a regular basis because this is uh, to me it's a hot topic uh, and for a couple of reasons, I think one of the main reasons uh, that it's a hot topic and when we're talking about reparations is that, of course, now let me just kind of give you the, the definition that I found and mm -hmm. one that I kind of understand it to be. But reparations is the making of amends for a wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. And that's from the Oxford Dictionary, uh, that definition. So reparations uh, is super important because I, I'm thinking, you know, they're, we're talking about great reset that's going on and what, what they're wanting to do as far as the economy and the money situation. 
And of course, the challenges that that we faced as Americans with the um, needing to have that extra support with the stimulus checks and things like that. And there were trillions of dollars in debt, uh, you know, and I've been sharing a, a lot about the U United States Constitution. Right. In that um, in reading some of the authors, too, that that have educated and enlightened us on what what the United States was actually founded upon as far as who the United States actually truly represented in the beginning mm -hmm. uh, and why the Constitution was written, who it was written for. And of course, right. as African-Americans, we, we know that, look, we had to uh, have an amendment to that Constitution because uh, we weren't considered the you know human beings we were considered property in that constitution in the united states constitution in our constitution here in the united states of america which uh, also supports the issue of when uh, oppression and the oppression of the african-american happened and it built it happened back during the time even before uh, where, when slavery, even before the writing of the Constitution, when slavery existed, even with the 13 colonies as they existed and grew, and we were slaves, our people, uh, African Americans were slaves during that time. So this wrong and injustice has gone on for centuries. <laughs> yes, and, and that is a very um, interesting point that you make in because uh, uh, you have provided us with the definition of reparations. And, uh, and one of the things that we, we have to take in mind when we're talking about this reparations movement is, is, is what you're talking about, the uh, chattel, what we call the chattel enslavement period, when our ancestors were enslaved. But then we, we also see how we move from uh, chattel enslavement to Jim Crow into this era of time, what we call post Jim Crow. So the reparations movement encompasses those three uh, periods of time and represents the injuries that we, that we basically face as a people. Cause we, so these injuries that we, we, we that we were faced with during child enslavement and Jim Crow, these injuries still persist today. And in Cobra uh, has uh, defined the, uh, the five injury areas, uh, uh, that we that we're dealing with, and and just to make sure we understand the uh, reparations, we have to look at it from also from a historical standpoint because we we're talking about in Cobra, which was founded in uh, uh, 1987, September 30, no September 26, 1987, when 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 Cobra was founded. But we have to look at the reparations movement itself in this country. It dates back to 1783 with uh, Belinda Royale, who had petitioned the uh, Massachusetts uh, General Assembly, and this was dealing with uh, dealing with uh, uh, pension that she she felt that she she was entitled to. Mm -hmm. So so that was the beginning, and then we move into we most people are familiar with the uh, 40 acres and mule that was proposed in 1865. Mm -hmm. And then it, then we move into a period of time with uh, some people are familiar with Cali house, maybe not, 
but but I'm I'm presenting this to to just kind of give an overview that this thing started way back in the uh, late 1700s, and and this is and then in Cobra basically is just a continuation of the uh, reparations movement as we stand today, and we are um, uh, just uh, basically uh, still carrying that torch that that was passed on to us. Okay. And, um, you know, with that, still carrying the torch, um, what what I don't uh, see uh, or understand is, now, let me just go ahead and read this here. This is an excerpt, excerpt from um, lab Black Labor, White Wealth, The Search for Power and Economic Justice by Dr. Claude, Claude Anderson. And he says on page 43, and this is uh, when he had written it, he said, nearly a half a century after the civil rights movement and the black power movement, there's still no national black policy or plan for black self-sufficiency or empowerment. Okay, since mm -hmm. such a plan would singularly benefit would singularly benefit blacks, it is black America's responsibility to build an organization that will develop a national plan. The organization should be an intellectual infrastructure that would not only develop the plan, but would analyze and craft roadmaps to get black America out of its marginal existence and into a socioeconomic competitive position with other racial and ethnic groups. Now, yes. uh, this is 50 years since the civil rights movement. He was in this book was published in um, the nineties. So, I, this was 50 years now here you took us way back to 1783 mm -hmm. right so from 1783 up until present day 2021 2021 we still have don't have something uh, in, that has been exclusively written uh, a black policy plan and and I understand that NCOBRA has been in um, working diligently towards reparations and, and I get it, but still where, where are we? It's like, we're just spinning our wheels. We're just spinning our wheels. Nothing's happening. Um, and what, what is NCOBRA looking to, what do you need? What, what, what are you looking to do differently that hasn't well, been done yet? Well, one, when we have to look at the, uh, the structure of NCOBRA and we have to look at the, um, the different commissions that the, the construction, had. the construction, the oh, no, the structure, the structure. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. I got okay, it. So, so NCOBRA has nine uh, different uh, commissions and these commissions are, or uh, basically have uh, certain roles that they they play into the uh, reparations movement. We have Economic Development Commission, which I co-chair, um, that's going to look in terms of the, the, the purpose of it is to look at uh, the forms of reparations, to basically network uh, with various organizations and get input on what should take 
should take place and in, in terms of some of the things that you're talking about in terms of uh changing the the social economic conditions in in the uh, black community so uh so these are things that are are that in cobra are definitely will uh looking into and then you then you're dealing with the education commission and the education commission is is to basically undo all the the miseducation that black people have received over the years in terms of understanding their history tradition and culture and so this is the repair that needs to be done because uh this is going to give uh uh give us a better sense of direction and what, what we need to do as a people uh because if you don't know your history it's, it's going to be very hard for us to uh uh move forward because uh history uh, deals with the past, the present, and the future. Okay. So, so very... economic, we got, we have two that you mentioned, mm -hmm. economic development and the educational system. Hello, hey, Dr. Anthony Clark. Glad that you, uh, blessings to you too, sir. God bless you. Thanks for joining and give us a, giving us a you, kudos, thumbs up there. Um, that uh, economic development. Now, I've, I've been giving some and showing some black communities around the world that are uh, that it, the roughest communities around the world and what makes them rough and hard. And what I noticed is that the, the economic opportunities that are available to the african-american communities is simply drugs mm -hmm. drugs that's the predominant uh, that get rich quick or scheme you know what where is it with the uh, african-american brotherhood sisterhood where we're talking about jobs and opportunities they're just not there so within the communities that it the drug situation has infiltrated Mm -hmm. And people's minds are warped and disturbed because of the witchcraft. That's what drugs are. It's a witchcraft uh, situation. Has it, It's the predominant way of power struggle uh, within the community as, as far as oppression. It, there's nothing lifting it up. You know, last week I talked, even reached out and, talk, and chatted. At, I'm like, come on, gang members. What are you actually, uh, what, what, what turf do you actually own? You don't actually own any turf. So what are you protecting? You're renting, you're living in your big mama's uh, house, uh, her section eight or whatever. And maybe she is working and, and everybody's taking advantage of, of people and using one another, but not contributing. So another issue of economic development that I've noticed is the absurdity of grants being given to the black community here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. So the business community, it was a big kudos, big shout out. And they were all on the news how a grant was given so that black businesses could actually be open and hire people to be in bit in the business i'm like come on what that doesn't even make any sense the fact that you have to have a grant someone has to give you money so we're talking about the majority 
white-owned businesses or majority businesses, those that are in power, we're talk- when we say that, uh, are giving money through some type of grant to black-owned businesses. And, of course, business in itself is about creating customers, right, mm-hmm. so that that company could have money to go hire someone and create a job in that way okay well Mm -hmm. that makes no sense to me and then so because you the way that you make money is that you have businesses people patronize your business right right so and then even once that money is received from that one business owner that may be able because of the grant can hire two people and they get that paycheck that paycheck does not circulate in the black community. It -hmm. goes outside the black community to the different box stores, convenience stores or whatnot, because Mm -hmm. there aren't any stores in the black communities to patronize, or even if it is, it's uh, not even a black owned business. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about economic development, I get what ENCOBRA stands for, right? It's great to stand for the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America. And I understand that nine commissions that are there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, what are we doing to educate the, the black community to desire to enlighten their minds and their spaces and then mm-hmm. come together as groups as a group rather a group and this is something else that dr anderson talks about uh, that you know, there's different groups in america um you know that america they have america we have a way of organizing in different groups so you know that way we can kind of keep track of what group is doing what and making sure that a certain group is on top and a another certain group is on the bottom, right? But what is it, what can we do and, and what's the strategy for the economic development piece well, through Incobra? Well, okay, so we have to understand that the, uh, the, the two commissions that you're talking about um, dealing with economic development, education, those things work kind of work together um, in terms of um, one, we have to uh, understand, uh, I, I think you had made mention earlier in terms of um, dealing with the um, uh, our socioeconomic conditions and, and, and it seems like we're we're not making the, uh, the progress that we should make. And and a lot of that stems from uh, in, in reading Claude Anderson's book Black Labor White Wealth. We looked at the uh, and he talks about the uh, uh, the gains. I mean the gains that we we thought we had made through through the civil rights, and we see that uh, what what resulted was that there were a lot of uh, uh, black communities that was thriving economically, and a, a lot of times because of uh, the the way it was done with integration, a lot of these businesses wind up closing as a result of uh, integration. And then we, and so we, we didn't, uh, we made some, some, what do you would classify some superficial gains in that regards, but I want to just kind of bring you, bring into perspective of what you're, which we're dealing with 
And we're dealing with now with uh, the work that I'm doing with the Economic Development Commission is to uh, is to educate, properly educate us and, and uh, educate our people in terms of how we need to be more in control of our destiny in, in a, in a self-determining way. We have to do for ourselves and we have to understand that uh, if we continue what we're doing right now, this is what, what we're in right now. It's kind of like a, a paternalistic relationship that we have right now where we're so dependent on, on things. And we're, we're really, so the, the reparations movement uh, includes two different categories and that deals with the, the, the shirt that you see, the internal reparations. And this is something that we, that, that we, we need to be doing right now. We don't need to, we're not waiting. In other, in other words, the uh, movement, uh, reparations movement, is we're not just waiting for the United States to then um, uh, award black people with uh, reparations. We're, we're doing, we, we need to be doing the work right now. And, and so in line with uh, uh, educating people to pool resources, to start businesses, to patronize black businesses. Okay, think- pool resources. Yes, sir. Let's go there. Pool resources where we can I, I can uh, do a cash app to what in Cobra? Well, where am I pooling the resources? And okay, well, yes, yeah, when we're talking about pooling resources. We're because one of the things that that uh, tends to be an impediment for us to uh, to start businesses is, is is in terms of uh, the lack of capital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and that deals with uh, in terms of uh, whether or not you you go to uh, uh, a bank or or whatever some some type of financial uh, institutions to to uh, get the financing. So when I'm talking in terms of pooling resources, is that when we have uh, like-minded individuals that have the same vision, uh, then in terms they could uh, uh, pool resources. And and in fact, I'm I'm. I just became part of a, uh, an investment group out of Mississippi that where this where this with this group, uh, which is the New African Investment Association, they have been pooling resources since the '90s, and they 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 do various investments and things of that nature. So they have so they they do they're doing it on a very collective basis, and we we do have models of of those activities, and that's one of the things that I'm doing with the uh, Economic Development Commission of within COBRA is to actually um, bring these models to life. You know, in okay. other words, so what we what we generally have is that we 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 have some models that's operating in what I call like uh, different pockets, but they're they're um, but but a lot of people are not aware of them. So we need to mm-hmm. Shed, yeah. more, shed more light that these things are, are actually happening. Um, so we, we do have models out there and we just need to be cognizant of those models. And, uh, and that, and that's going to definitely uh, help in the, uh, in uplifting uh, the uh, social economic conditions that we're, that we're, we're faced with right mm-hmm. now, because we, we clearly see that. Um, and one of the things I make sure we're aware of, and I, I mentioned this the last time, is that we do have a, a disposable income of 1.2 trillion dollars, you know, mm-hmm. and and so the and just, where's that disposable income going? Uh, do you know uh, out of the 
the families that you know or even friends that you know, and I'm, I'm just going to go here. Mm -hmm. uh, how many of those families or friends, you know, representative there do drugs, hmm? smoke weed, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and I'm not saying hard drugs or what, smoke cigarettes. That's another way that the money is leaving our communities and going to industries that don't benefit us, our health or our communities. So uh, who who's getting getting the money out of the trillions of dollars, the clothing, another industry, the clothing industry? Uh, who's you know, where where's that money going to? Right. The clothing industry, the drug drug industry. What else do we spend money on? So we can talk about what it is that we have collectively, but then where's the money going? What are we spending it on? And that's something that uh, I think that if we stayed focused on what, what are we spending our monies on, then we can redirect to say and educate, is this something that is helping us as a community or is it something that's hurting us as a community? So do we need to re-educate ourselves to know that this might not be a good choice, even though I choose to smoke weed? Uh, do I really want my money <laughs> going to that? Uh, even though I choose to shop here that is where it's not a Black-owned business, uh, is that something that I really want to do, you know? Well, so where's the money going? We have the, the economic power, well, but it's leaving our community still. Well, 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 here's the here's the here's the thought. Here's here's the, the challenge. The challenge is um, one dealing with um, ideology and, and philosophy. And um, and and if you and you and you've read um, you read Claude Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth, and and here's what what he his proposal was to, that we needed to actually have some type of hybrid thing going on where where we're we actually still involved in in um, the politics, but then we also have to in terms have to be doing for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to have we have to have a mixture of the two. What, what 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 the thing that you know most people have a a, a skewed view of uh, some people have a skewed view of what uh, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about because they think they think that sometimes he's just talking about um, getting away from politics. No, he's talking about uh, actually how uh, coming up with a some kind of accountability system to hold politicians more accountable, and the way to do that is to uh, definitely have your your economics together, and and the more we have our economics together, then we could hold hold some of these politicians more more accountable, because we know that uh, the way things work, if uh, like he mentioned in, in Black Labor White Wealth, once the once the vote is cast, and and you know all those things goes goes out the window, so we have to uh, in terms have have a lot of these things in in position. And, and furthermore, I would like to say that uh, the other thing is, to, and when I when I deal with ideology, I'm dealing with, with the fact that, um, and this comes out of the uh, uh, coming out of the civil rights movement, and this is uh, and this is not uh, in a way to uh, cast any 
expersions or anything on, on some of our ancestors that were involved in the uh, civil rights movement, because we have to put it in the proper context. Uh, the, the work they did was, was, was great. And, but now we, we have the, we're looking back, we're able to look back and assess some of the things that we have to do. And we have to take a hard look at some of those things. And, and that's one of the challenges that we have is that we, we, we go and study and, and we and, and, and Claude Anderson does has his chart in black labor white wealth that shows shows this thing in detail of of, of how we have where he, in that chart he shows the um, the uh, uh, elected officials that we picked up over the years but then the social economic conditions uh, didn't change so 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 that's what we what we're trying to do is to make sure that our, our people understands that, it's a little bit more than uh, just getting black people elected. We have to be in the works of uh, dealing with uh, building grocery stores and and uh, having all those different things in our community, hospitals, all those things, infrastructure needs that we need at this time to to really um, be in charge of in charge of our communities and and and, and operating in a more self determined way. And I know that the, the the hallmark, and I talked about this last time, and this is where you you were kind of alluding to earlier, is that the um, it's dealing with the relationships. The relationships are, are a very key component because we're going to have to uh, gain that that level of trust from our people to understand that we we have to go on a different path. Mm -hmm. We cannot continue on this path because we're, right now, I mean, if we continue this path, it, we, I mean it. It's not. It's a gloomy, gloomy mm -hmm. path. Yeah, we have yeah. to do something different uh, because we have to do it different because the planning that we're doing now, and this is one of the things that I learned from one of my elders, mm -hmm. the planning that we're doing now is for nine generations. It's for nine generations. It's okay. So well, how long have they been planning? Is the point? You know, we we always have a plan, but then it's like you have laws on the books, but then there's nothing to enforce the laws right so we have plans but then when is the plan being executed you know and and what what are we doing to and here's here's the thing what are we doing to to get buy-in you know we have we're how much of the population now maybe 11 percent you know i think we're we're even going down when it comes to population numbers uh, because of abortion mills, most of uh, abortions in this country that has happened is for, or for, you know, happened towards uh, our black people, you know, people of color. Uh, it was developed for people of color to keep the numbers down. So, you know, we're not, uh, we, we don't have the numbers because of the abortion mill, because of uh, even our health, health situations. And the Im you know, immigration people, policies had, had a lot to do with too. Im well, immigration policies, and we know that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you're coming from a, a, a country that is a black, you're a black person trying to get into this country, you, you weren't, it wasn't going to happen, but then they had open door policy for Europeans to come in and, uh, and have, have uh, citizenship. But the, the main thing that I'm seeing is that we, we're just not together. We're not mm -hmm. together. 
uh, I do want to read another little passage here to kind of get some feedback or some reiteration of what we're just discovering or discussing rather here from the book Black Power White Wealth here on page 41 it uh, organizing and thinking strategically it mm -hmm. must be clarified that the possession of power does not guarantee wealth nor does wealth always guarantee power but contrarily the lack of power can guarantee poverty and poverty can always guarantee powerlessness. Mm -hmm. So controlling resources, and that's part of the team that you're on, the economic right. development team. So controlling resources, maintaining a strong sense of community and good organizational planning can produce both power and wealth. So uh, just to kind of look here, controlling resources, that's something you're discussing the, the, uh, or coming up with plans here for the economic development part, but maintaining a strong sense of community. Well, that's that the, is something I believe we have lost. Well, that's the part, that's the part that um, goes back to what I mentioned earlier is dealing with the uh, relationships because relationships it's um let me see if i could read this i'm gonna read this one too let me see if i can pull it up do you want to go to your presentation y yes okay um, but let's do that it was the one i think it should be on there um dealing with uh economics okay uh, i can I add can... it to the stream here let's see if i could find it real quick uh let's see I thought I had it. Oh, here it goes. All right. So let me read this. And this comes from uh, this book called title uh, Falsification of African Consciousness. And and, and it's on the, the PowerPoint. It's, it's, it's the one. Well, I can add it so that yeah. you can bring it up. Let me do that. Right. Yeah, it's. Um, OK, it's on your screen of, there. OK, I don't know if I could. Uh, how I ad advance it. Uh, uh, just go ahead and you're it's coming from your computer. So yeah, just go ahead and click on it. I believe you should be able to just click on the slide or select a slide okay. or the up or down arrow there on your computer. Uh, on my computer. Okay. Yeah, that's where it is. You're, we're just sharing what's on your computer, that PowerPoint presentation. So right now it's on slide two. All right. So let me, let me go here. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Just click on the slide. Okay. Let me go to. All right. So this is it right here. Okay. You see that one? Uh, we saw it before, so I can't see anything but a black. Now it's just um, you go ahead and, and read it. I can see it now. The definition of an it? economic system. Is that what you were showing? Right. Okay. So, okay. So it reads an economic system like any other social system is a systematic way people choose to relate to each other. Does it, thus it is not a lack of money. 
the $1.2 trillion in annually in disposable income as the root cause of unstable economic system for Blacks, but it's the lack of us engaging in, in organized social relations of exchange with each other based on the mutuality of interests, purposes, values, tastes, uh, means of production, and a functional level of trust and fidelity. Furthermore, the, the conditions sufficient to the development of an economic system are generally and best achieved within a group which shares a common ethnic group or national identity, a shared history, a sense of experiences, customs, traditions, language, values, mythology, and culture. Thus, the characteristics of trust, reliability, and dependability are vital to an economic system. White capitalism is a system of social relationship relations and social power, which exploits and victimizes blacks. Okay. All right. So what, when we're giving the definition of an economic system, we would just need to what clarify that the, would it be a, a black economic system or African-American economic system is what we're embracing to. Well, yeah, it has to, it has to be in terms of what you had mentioned earlier, it has to be built around us because um, that's, that's that strong sense of community. Okay. And, 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 and that's the part where we have to understand that in order for us to empower ourselves, we have to have that, um, uh, that strong sense of community and understanding the uh, things that we actually need, the, and, and as in that definition, they say mutuality, mutuality of interests and purposes and values and things like that. We have to understand uh, what's our purpose and stuff like that. And we have to understand that um, as 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 you had mentioned earlier in the, during our discussion, is that where we started at, we were uh, considered property and not. Not a whole lot has, <laughs> we think that a, a lot has changed since that time, but not a lot has changed. And so we have to have that understanding that, um, and that's where I say the mutuality of interest and purpose and, and values and things like that. Once we have that historical understanding of, of what happened back then to, to actually uh, bring it forward and understand that we, when we, when, when we properly understand our history, uh, then we could uh, actually have a better understanding of how we how we can move forward. Okay, uh, Dr. Clark, Dr. Anthony Clark says the kingdom believers should be involved in the politics to make a change or difference from the inside out. Now, this is he's the kingdom guy. You know, when we're talking mm -hmm. about uh, the, the church, the, uh, body of believers, uh, God mm -hmm. has gifted him with, with, uh, giving us an understanding of, of who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the kingdom kingdom believers should be involved in politics and, we, you know, and to make changes or differences from the inside out. And this is, uh, super powerful to understand mm -hmm. because, uh, what he's mentioning, the kingdom believers, believers, when once we are in a, see, this is one thing about being a Christian. Once mm -hmm. you are uh, in the kingdom of God as a believer, 
then that's where the healing can take place. And we're talking about a sense of community, maintaining a strong sense of community. This is where the church used to take us. And I say used to because I think we've gotten so involved when it comes to trying to be like the world. And instead of ministering to the world, we have allowed the world to minister to us, even from the pulpit to the door. The pulpit has even exploited the church, exploited the communities for selfish gain. Mm -hmm. Okay, and not within the the uh, truth of really who what God has really called for us to be. You know, we are living substandard, have lived substandard, the church has, because of, uh, you know, greed, uh, lasciviousness, all of those uh, false doctrines and teaching and preaching and, you know, emotionalism, trying to preach to uh, to the pocketbooks and to the happy feet as opposed to renewing the mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And and ministering to the heart and the soul of the human being for them to be born again. And so that used to be and I'm saying used to be it still is for me and it still is for many of us. We just need to get back on board. And then uh, part of what uh, I embrace and what I enjoy about in Cobra is that in Cobra is still an organization that is embracing the uh, reparations and the the change, the Mm -hmm. movement of change that needs to happen to enlighten and truly deliver oppressed people here in the world. Because this model that you guys are talking about, Mm -hmm. not only will be good for the American, African-American, but the African too. (laughs) You know, I featured some of that footage and where the drug epidemic is worldwide in the uh, uh, black communities worldwide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where that they're the ones it's oppressing. They're oppressing themselves with the, the not having the mind clear, having the witchcraft drugs going on in their mind. And then they're not thinking clearly and they don't ha- have the physicality. They can't hang it, hang in there and be the husbands because We're talking about even the headship of the family, which God teaches us. And this is kingdom believers here. Mm -hmm. The headship of the family being the man, he's he's not there, you know, again. And this is where slavery has taken us even before, where the man was just someone that would just pop in to impregnate the black woman, but not be there as a husband to raise the children, because that that wasn't the objective you know, being property, you just wanted to make as many folks as you could to own more slaves or whatever. So, but there's a responsibility even from the beginning of time from Adam to be in charge. He, you know, come on, Adam, he, God gives the information, had given the information to, to bless himself, to bless Eve. And here we go. If you get the head, the man sick and oppressed, then the rest of the family follows okay so yes uh, the kingdom believers should be involved in politics of course you know firm Mm -hmm. believer in voting you know Mm -hmm. definitely vote it makes a difference because if it didn't then they wouldn't be trying to keep you from voting right right and 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 i want to make sure that what i said earlier is that, that this is clear 
Yes, sir. We're just, we're just, um, what, what I'm emphasizing, just like with Claude Anderson, is that we just need to be balanced. We just don't need to be skewed one way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the uh, the challenge that we, we have is that we, we sometimes we too skew on politics, but we need to, the the way that it operates in, in terms of, and, and you can just look at it on a local level, is that we have to, and I'm going to just share with this, share this, like, we got to, we have to get to a point where we, we groom uh, people to and tell them when they go into run for office these are the things that we expect from them we we have these uh these things that we want to be delivered so they are properly groomed and understand the needs that to that that are needed uh in the community and so forth because a lot of times what happens uh uh with um in politics you you have situations where people that are running for office and stuff like that. And we see there, they have a black face and, but they're not connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not connected to the community. So, and so in terms that they're not connected. So that's the the challenge that we have to do. We have to make sure. And and that's what Claude Anderson talked about. Make sure they're connected and understand the, the needs that are the the needs that Mm -hmm. are, that are there. And, and because we're talking about changing the social economic condition, we're looking at the the infrastructure needs that's that's needed in our community. Because sometimes, like what you're mentioning in terms of crime, you know, and and, and things of that nature, um, we need uh, the proper lighting in some of our communities and and, and so forth. Uh, we need to deal with some of the dilapidated buildings in our community. These are things that are are, are needed, and so um, so so that's the that's the that's the things that we need to bring about. And I and I think that it also you that you were talking about, and we have to talk about this values because uh, mm-hmm. values, we do because that's the how that is the how brother Ouka. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know what we need, but how do we get it? And then mm-hmm. how do we reach the politician? He's not connected, so we don't vote for him. Okay, so we we will go on that campaign elections are you know coming up or whatever we'll go on that campaign but how do we talk to that black male who is strung out on uh whatever drug that they call it ice or whatever pcp and and mar- even marijuana alcohol used to be the big thing heroin is is rampant in some cities you know i i know someone personally that that we care deeply about a family member that is strung out on heroin you know so how do we talk and reach the black communities you know well this is and i love that definition of economic uh, mm-hmm. economic system that you shared mm-hmm. with us right. uh, but this is uh if we need to come back on and get as many people as we can and, and start building forums to talk even more. Yes. Uh, but in dilapidated buildings, how do we mm-hmm. fix them? Tear them down. Yeah. Okay. And build, you know, communities, uh, build new housing. Well, how do we do this is the point. Well, and that's the, that's the, that's the, 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 the question that you raise is that's why the approach has to be uh, done holistically and understand okay. how all these, all these things are connected because um 
and that's and that's the part that dealing with the uh, different commissions that Encobra has because there's a there's a, another commission that we 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 need to talk about and that's the dealing with help help is a how is a, often is, does Encobra meet, sir? Well, you, you okay because Encobra has different chapters, so okay, so, so, so mm-hmm. okay, so in terms of the organization it's you know we we do have an annual conference convention that okay so once a year every june June, but then we do have chapters okay the chapters how how often do the chapters meet monthly they they, generally okay so once a month for what two hours yes yes and And, then can we solve it and i'm not going on i'm not coming after you brother uga i'm not that's the that's the meeting part but mm-hmm. the chapters actually have activities that they're they're doing too okay uh, okay so gotcha. activities happening the what, what you generally have is that when when they're meeting they may be planning they planning on activities so in that span of time there may be some kind of workshop that there that's that's taking place uh, the following Saturday or so forth, because uh, I know that the the I'm, I'm involved with two chapters. I'm involved in the chapter that's in Baton, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm mm-hmm. also involved in one in Lafayette, Louisiana. We have a, a meeting coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Last month, we actually uh, the uh, Lafayette chapter had a program that we did at Imani Temple in uh, Lafayette, and the, the 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 title and the name of the program was is titled Ujima, mm-hmm. the key to black prosperity and it focused on cooperative economics and and so that was something that we did that was the outreach to for us to have an understanding of what we needed to do so chapters do have different activities and 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 just like the economic development commission mm-hmm. i have i have a, i will be doing a um uh, a zoom presentation next week where we're going to be bringing on this uh this group out of out of, out of uh, georgia called us lifting us and they, okay. they, are, they are a co-op and they have been doing this for years they've been pulling resources we had last month i mentioned we had the uh, new african investment association so so we're bringing these different uh uh groups organizations that are doing things and it, and it also allows people not only just to join in cobra but to join these these organizations that, okay organizations that's doing stuff to so, where, we, so, so it's just a it's a network of things that's happening so we need to be connected and 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 that's the thing that we're we're trying to do and and also with economic development that um that i will share with you too is that we we have uh we have a suggested reading list that we do. We mm-hmm. put we put out certain books that we tell people that they should read. Sure. Uh, one in particular that you that you that you've been talking about, Black Labor, White Wealth, is definitely on the list. Polynomics is on the list. Mm-hmm. And, I got um, that one too. I, I'm and getting actually, to Polynomics is going to be the uh, the book of the month for 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 the bookstore that I'm okay. Involved. Now you're talking about who's getting involved. I, Dr. Uh, Anthony Clark has. Uh, another comment here he's saying that's why we have to let the kingdom define our identity and not the system of this world and its deceptive and false ideology so what uh in 
because I I work with a community organization that is not really a church. We come alongside churches. Um, I feel more comfortable in making the statement because the argument always goes out in church that we're, we should just preach Jesus. And, and yes, we do. And yes, Dr. Clark is on point, the kingdom of God. When we minister and teach on the kingdom of God, it opens up and exposes all of the issues of life that a person has. And it reteaches and renews the mind and the heart, just like I've said before, to God's way, God's kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are part of his kingdom as Christians. So that is the place. But being a community organization, uh, I'm with the laborers for his harvest ministries too. Mm -hmm. So it would be great to know about all of what Encobra's doing, the other organizations that mm -hmm. you're speaking about. And because we can be a voice, we are already mm -hmm. a community organization. So mm -hmm. uh, we, we talk about Jesus, but we're out here, we're needing to bring the people in, you know, right. you're talking. And, and, and I think that's, <laughs> yeah. and, and just to go back on, on, on what uh, Dr. Clark shared and, and, and what he's basically um and I, I don't want to put words, but, but what I, this is the way I interpret. I interpret it as that we have to control the narrative. We have to. We have to control the narrative. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and we have to control What's the narrative being said. In, terms, yeah. in terms of what, what our story and mm -hmm. what things that we need to do and, and what, where we need to go. And that's the, that's, that's the problem. And, and, and we could, we have a lot of, deception that's going on out there and so we so the more we empower ourselves to deal with these 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 false things out there that's the, the better we would be in better position we could be mm -hmm. and i and i do uh concur with that most definitely the uh we're about coming up on time here to um to uh break and, and go, but we, we definitely have to come back. We have to come back here. I do want to share your, um, I want to share, you know, just a couple of spots that we have here on the, on the uh, internet. So we talked a little bit about the five areas. Well, let, let's go to Encobra. Let me go there on the, to the Encobra uh, Twitter page. Now, guys, you want to get some tweets uh, about what the National Encobra is doing and uh, what's going on, the activities and uh, different announcements. Then uh, go out to the Twitter page, twitter.com, Encobra. That's in and the little uh, uh, the little tick there, and then the Cobra C O B R A. And you can follow them, you know, go out there and follow. You'll get some uh, some notifications and it has some great information out there. It seems like there was a couple of things going on this past weekend. The uh, August the 28th, there was uh, right. the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. for good trouble. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Carpenter was involved in that. Um, this is dealing with uh, voting rights. Okay. So, you know, that you can keep up on the national level. Uh, so and as well, the um, I want to let I want to take us to your your Twitter page here because it does highlight and maybe we can just do a brief overview and then come back 
in a, a couple of weeks and we'll share the um that have the five injury areas mm -hmm. there and, and that you were sharing that you shared from your page here uh no check or economic program can fix all hashtag five injury areas right mm -hmm. and that's something that's on your t-shirt there too yeah, so those five injury areas that you, you have is uh, the first one dealing with peoplehood, nationhood. And this is this is basically deals with our sense of direction, our destiny, our our you know, we we have to be in control of ourselves because uh we, as you as was mentioned earlier, the reason why we were brought here was not to be for us not to be in control. We were supposed to be uh enslaved to the system forever. Mm -hmm. And now we're, we're, we're talking about expressing in, in terms of peoplehood, we're, we're talking about, no, we're, we want to be in control of our livelihood. And, and so that's what, that's what this injury area uh, deals with. Okay. And then education, we talked about that talked point about too. And uh, definitely need to come back and do more on the education health, we mentioned that a little bit, right. but health being another criminal punish punishment, criminal punishment is something right. that, oh gosh, yes. we haven't gotten to that one. That's a, oh, yeah, man. that's a long, that's a long one, but, but just to kind of, yeah, now this was, it's kind of broad, but just one of the things that we we're, we're talking about dealing with criminal punishment is that I think you, you and I talked about this last time we, we know about that there's so many of our brothers and sisters that are are in the system mm -hmm. for uh, uh, we classify as nonviolent offenders and, and so forth, and it could be whether or not it happened or not. And and um, and uh, I think the the one of the books that I I enjoyed reading to deal with this is the uh, the new Jim Crow mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Michelle uh, Michelle Alexander. She does a, a fantastic job to explain this uh how this this mass incarceration of our people and uh so this is one of the this is something that we 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 definitely need more insight on in, in dealing with uh criminal punishment because our recommendation is to um basically uh have a system set up where we're where we would actually do the rehabilitation of some of the brothers and sisters that may get get caught up in this system mm -hmm. um, yeah and and also deal with the the ones that are getting caught in it unfairly and 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 ask for them to be immediately released mm -hmm. that the uh td jakes uh, the potter's house has a program called tori acronym t-o-r-i where they minister to offenders that are coming mm -hmm. out and get them reestablished in society, you know, education and things of that nature. And it, I, you know, get announcements on that as well. And uh, that's just big ups, big ups to the church in doing that and uh, making that a priority by having an organization. Uh, I think I'm hearing database, guys. I'm hearing where we need some uh, a one-stop shop to get some information to where we can do some search. Like Google, you know, has a do a Google search or whatever. But, you know, uh, as far as who's doing what, 
I think we really do need to get some some information to where we can kind of keep an eye on what's coming up. Do you know of anything going on in in Kansas City? You know, a chapter, an NCOBRA right. chapter in Kansas City? I, I don't. Uh, could I go out to the National NCOBRA and, and do a search to see if there's a chapter here in Kansas City? Uh, there's, from my knowledge, there's not a chapter in Kansas City. I think there were was there was one in St. Louis uh, years ago, and um, and that's one of the things that I'm I'm working on right now because I'm part of the um, also part of the membership commission. We mm-hmm. the membership commission is to go work on trying to uh, reactivate some of the some of the chapters that mm-hmm. we had once before. So uh, so that is definitely a goal to. I'm good. I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's one. That's yeah. One that you now we didn't. We didn't say reparations. Okay, guys, I'm saying it. I've said it. We read Mm -hmm. about it earlier. We mentioned, I talked about the definition. It's not a scary term. Okay. I do want to mention that uh, part of the reason why I see critical race theory as being uh, such a um, threatening topic to uh, some groups you know, some, some people, some groups, it's because uh, it does talk about the injustice and it does have a calculated uh, running tally of all of how the injustice is being perpetuated, even current today, mm-hmm. right? So when you hear that there's been something wrong going mm-hmm. on, first thing, I mean, that comes into mind is, pay me, you know, sue time, right? So I want to talk, come back and talk about in more about internal reparations, but I also want to get the community, the group, the African-American communities to be comfortable with hearing the term reparations and to know that it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Well, can I say this one? Say this real yes. quick. And I and I could I could share this because um, I I got I got involved with in Cobra back in uh, 1995 when I was a graduate student at Southern University, and and I can tell you from 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 1995 to the present day, uh, I've seen some changes in terms of because uh, there was one time when when I would talk reparations. It was like, man, it was like the the the, the feedback I would get. It's mm-hmm. like, like if I was um, talking like a pie in the sky, it was a pie in the sky mm-hmm. type type mm-hmm. of talk. But now I noticed that the uh, things have changed somewhat, and 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 uh, and I think the and that's why we're trying to uh, capitalize on this on this momentum going mm-hmm. on right now. It's uh. It's still, it's still, still a process, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, I could just, I could just uh, say that it's a lot better. Mm-hmm. It, a lot better. Okay, it's a lot better. We have had a, a black president since uh, the '90s and all of that, and it's a lot better. The momentum is coming. We need to keep it up because if we don't, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always got. Huh? It's not going to change. 
So let's deal with some scary words in that. Look, okay, so if you support reparations, support it how you want to support. Get get a um get a, a dummy account and give through a dummy account if you don't want the system to know that you support reparations or support or participate or whatever. You know, if you're afraid that your name is going to be put out there for speaking up uh, against the injustices and saying, hey, we need to fix this. And, you know, we need to do it now. You know, that's, uh, that's so. very, I mean, I like the way you, you, you're phrasing that because that was the challenge that we noticed even during the um, the civil rights movement mm -hmm. um, back in the back in the day where where there was a reprisal that was what was happening where, where they would where there were people that would go in and get the uh, list of people that were part of the NAACP and they would look at them and say that you couldn't uh, uh, be a teacher mm -hmm. if you were a member of the NAACP. Look, so, you, we're already so, on so the these list. Reprisals, these reprisals, we happened then and we still see some of this stuff happening now. So, I mean, that's how what, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to happen anyway. So if you're the last one hired, you're still going to be the first one fired. Go out there and look at the board, the CEOs of these different companies. And if you look at the top layer of any of these major companies that you aspire to work for or whatever, and, and they don't have African-Americans up there in any capacity, you know, uh, look, there's a problem. You're not going to, you're not going to be respected in that organization. So uh, we can't be afraid that we're going to get kickback from uh, the ma majority group because we are speaking out and saying, look, we need to do this for exclusively for African-Americans, not true. any other group. Uh, you know, uh, not any other group set, whether they're sexual orientation groups, whether they're other brown groups. Look, Native Americans, they spoke up for themselves. They didn't say Native Americans and Mexican Americans. When Native Americans got paid, when they did that lawsuit against the federal government, that's why you have all the different casinos and land grants and all of that. Uh, and monetary grants and, and, and funding that was given to the Native American. That's because they went and they applied for Native Americans. It's nothing wrong with standing up for Black African American people and saying you say, that you, you say them. You, you basically say the mouthful, and that's one of the challenges that we see because we we know even when we talked about the civil rights bill and we saw how they lump other groups in there. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that Claude Anderson talks about in black labor, white wealth of how, and we still see that today because I was just reading um, about a, a bill that was uh, dealing with farming. that something that was being passed. And if you read the title, you would think that it was something uh, exclusive for us, but, but it's not, mm -hmm. it's like other groups involved. I'm saying like, well, you know why we always have to have this thing packaged with other groups with others that, you know because see what all the harm that has happened to us as a people yeah know? yeah we need to uh now here's something that uh, i do i'm gonna kind of you know what we if we go over we go over a little bit here um uh but here blacks believe that 
something may be wrong when large numbers of them come together without the presence of whites can probably be traced to the conditioning process of slavery, which taught blacks to see themselves through the eyes of a white person. Mm, ooh. Blacks must organize around new principles and purposes in order to confront the political and economic uh, realities facing them. So this was also from page 41 in uh, Black Labor, White Wealth. So right. I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. I haven't mm -hmm. highlighted them. Yep, yep. I'm, on page 41. I I, I'm, I'm looking right at what you just read. Yeah. And it's highlighted in my book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they're going to look. It's not going to be easy, uh, but here's for them to let it go. But they're going to have to let it go. Uh, the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they were told to go and get the the uh, money, uh, get the gold, silver clothing. We're, we're told to go ask, okay? Out of, after coming out of 400 years of slavery, and we can count those years because even if we have to go back from, from the 1600 somethings up until, uh, that's been 400 years, <laughs> up until 2021, because we still are in oppressed states. Okay, so let's not, uh, let's not squirm about it uh, whether you're european american african american or otherwise this is for the the black american the african american that that we have not gotten uh the rights that we deserve and the reparations that we deserve after centuries of of slavery and oppression economic and social oppression you want to come and get the money through drugs okay well hey you want to come and get the money through whatever you want to come come and get the money through but guess what you're gonna have to give and, it back i do want to say make, go ahead go ahead sir and i want to make sure this comes about too in, in the in the discussion is that there's been other groups that have received reparations you know over the years, you know, and, and there are some still receiving, the Jewish community still received billions of dollars. Uh, I mean, in the state of Israel right now, I mean, billions of dollars go mm -hmm. close to Israel right now as we speak. So these things are still happening right now. Um, and and one of, one of the things I want to do, I will send you uh, this listing of uh, uh, it's it's a list of groups that have received reparations, and maybe the next time we could uh, we could have a discussion about. We can do that. We can definitely do that. Uh, uh, we we want to definitely uh, keep this keep this up as far as conversation, and uh, keep it up to where we can uh, affirm it's okay. It's okay that uh, that we ask and continue to develop internal reparations and continue to uh, deal with and and participate and, and heal through God's way of doing it. And, you know, it's okay. Now, I don't want to. And that's a very key point. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Healing. 
We have to heal. We have to heal. We have to heal. You know, America is uh, dealing with trillions of dollars in debt. They're talking about the Great Reset. We've talked about this on obstruction to justice. Uh, Great Reset from what? Uh, Because they bankrupt or they're Mm. planning on bankrupting America to where, okay, so when we finally do get the courage to stand up and say, hey, this is what we found to be uh, a reasonable settlement on reparations for the African-Americans that and ancestors that live in this country, then they come back and say, oh, well, we're bankrupt. We have no money. Okay. So uh, let's, uh, let's be diligent. Let's be diligent. And, and here back to your point, brother, Uuka, it's the money can't heal. Checks can't heal. Right. Because we have to know what to do with it. Right. That's when we thing. get it. Then yes. don't just give it back. To, <laughs> right. Give it back. Smoking well, it up. A, and, a stimulus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, they'll say, okay. And that's, well. thing, and that's why, why it's important as we see internal reparation. These are things that we need to do now, put in place, put the, uh, educate our people to understand what direction we need to go. And that's, that's why this, these things are very critical for us right now. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I'm going to uh, definitely uh, take advantage of that and uh, getting you back, please, if you will, sir. And another thing I'd like you to send over to me and I'll uh, work on getting that posted is um, uh, just what's going on, right? How can mm-hmm. we, uh, we can go out on Twitter and sign up and everything, but I, I'd like to move as a group to say, okay, well, guys, this is what's going on uh, at uh, with the in Cobra. This is going, what's going on with this chapter or whatever. The especially the the parts that you are um, a, a part of, and you know, let's see about getting something. Yeah, I'll local. try to. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to give you provide you with a calendar. That would be great. That would be great. You know, I don't have anything local. And, you know, at, at this point, yeah, local would be great, too. But even to know what your chapter is doing would be helpful because, you know, how, how did I find you, brother? It's like, look, I need this book. Where where where's where can I buy this book? And I refuse to buy it from any other place other than in a black owned bookstore. That's just, uh, I was, I'm not, I wasn't going to spend the money anymore. I'm done. I want to do my best to, uh, walk what I talk, do my best to, to walk what I talk and walk how I believe and, and think here. So super. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank we you. went, <laughs> we went over, hold on. Don't, don't leave. I want to, want to wrap it up with you here. And thank you guys for, joining another uh, broadcast uh, just know that it's okay it's okay to say no you can't treat me this way anymore and uh, yes let's uh, let's heal and uh, let's heal and let's uh, let's move on and grow where there will be a future a good uh, future where even Jeremiah 29 uh, 11 where the, the Lord ministers to us you know, where God will take us to an expected end, a, a place of good and not of evil, uh, blessings and not of cursings. We have our part to do. We have our part to do. And, of course, do do good business uh, with other great business, you know, small business, minority women owned businesses. That's fine, you know, but do business, too, with with uh, find a good black black owned business and hang out with them and share what uh, your bounty, what the Lord has blessed you with. And of course, if the Lord says the same, 
um, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice.